and take it for a W. At your desk, on your phone, in the car. It's a show specifically for you, Sacramento. Whitey. You got a new song out of this anyway. Hoops, I did it again. So that's... Right. Hello. No. Nope. No. Nope. Watkins. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I don't want to be the wet blanket on everybody. It's Whitey and Watkins, and it starts. Hurry up! No. 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 Almost Whitey and Watkins today. Chris Watkins is feeling better. Should be back today, but he's not here. He'll be on this afternoon. Why? I don't even know why they can't open or work, so don't ask me. But I are I, I are thrilled to have today Jay Mars. Thank you. I am back in. So it's Whitey and Jay Mars today. Yes, and it will be a fun Whitey and Jay Mars show. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Don't know if it's a one-time only special. We will uh, see. But if it is, hey, let's make it a great one, right? All right, let's do it. Glad that uh, that you're with us. Let's start with this, Jay Mars. I know you're a baseball guy. Not not going to mention the team that you root for. Not even want to. I don't even want to think about it. But. Uh, so we won't go there. Okay. Um, but it's weird this week because Giants fans are actually rooting for the team that you root for, and Giants fans never root for the team that you root for. Oh, is it is it a, is it a team that wears blue? Yeah, those guys. Does it have something to do with this whole play-in thing or playoff or wild card? Right. What do they do Normally there in baseball? Like the yeah. Dodgers. But hey, the Dodgers can do us a solid if they beat Arizona again, which they did on a night in which, of course, Alex Cobb came this close to a no-hitter. One out of way. He's close. Two outs in the ninth line drive. That's all-star Alex Cobb. We got to address him by his proper name. Mm -hmm. Man, that was was between Harrison on Monday and Cobb last night. Things turning around for the Giants. They'd lost, what, seven straight series, and now they've definitely guaranteed at least a series win over Cincinnati, who was right on their trail there in the wild card race. And then you bring up the, um, the Brooklyn team. (laughs) <laughs> that I root for. Um, they've just been manhandling the Diamondbacks. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Diamondbacks are very good. I actually think the Giants are better than the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks look like they're terrible. Then they go on a hot streak. Then they're terrible again. The Reds The Giants are, are the somehow... same way, though, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the nature of the beast right now. I mean, the Reds right now, watching them the last couple of nights, how have they won any games this year, let alone yeah. work their way into the to the wild card picture, but it is interesting because it looked like the baseball season was going to fade away around here and then football and eventually basketball. But no, the Giants last two nights, they remind me of an old slogan they had about, was it 2012 when Boach would say, there's magic inside. And I haven't been there the last two nights, but you could tell that place is hopping again. No, it's rocking again. When you see two, and it's, I think part of it is obviously Harrison. There's been an anticipation for him all year. Like, when are we calling up Kyle Harrison? When are we calling up Kyle Harrison? I thought his debut was fine. I thought he did better than expected. Then, obviously, Monday night, he was just lights out. Was actually shocked to see him pitch as long as he did. And then, yeah, man, when you get Alex Cobb in there, that's how the Giants won three World Series, was off of pitching. And, honestly, if they can sneak into the playoffs right now on – August 30th, a a three-man rotation of Cobb, Harrison, and Logan Webb looks pretty decent, doesn't it? Yes, yes, and they've done a good job mixing and matching everybody else as well. Um, There's also a slogan the Giants had, I think it was 1986, when they had Will Clark and they had Robbie Thompson, and they were just coming into their own. 87, they would win the division. 89, go to the World Series and lose to the A's. (laughs) Uh, But their slogan then was, you got to like these kids. Not the greatest slogan. But it also kind of applies to this team right now. All of a sudden... Well, Bailey's a rookie, and that guy's a rookie, uh, and they got a rookie in center field. They got a rookie at third base. Uh, all of a sudden, Farhan's plan 
is coming to fruition and the farm system is producing players. Although I'll also say a better right fielder would have made that catch last night and yeah. Cobb would have had his no hitter. Yeah, that was the thing that got it. Is that fair to say? No, that's 100% fair to say. He took a really bad route on that ball. A really bad route. But, hey, man, you win the game, and sucks for Cobb. He doesn't get the no-hitter. But you you play the game to win the game. I I don't know. I'm not as high on the uh, farm system. I know they've had guys, but, you know, uh, Patrick Bailey, to me, that's that's awesome. Mm -hmm. You're talking about a guy who's probably a top-five gold glove candidate as a rookie this year. Uh, Meckler still remains to be seen. He's he's struggled since coming up. Oh, yeah. It's like about time he struggled. I yeah. think he was playing college baseball last year. Yeah, Juco, actually. Um, but, no, it's college baseball. Um, so you said that, and I thought, okay. Because yeah, it's I know, totally I think he it. got cut off his college team at some mm-hmm. point. Did he start in high A this year, correct? He started in high A. And, and they worked. kept bringing him up like, okay, now we'll see. Mm-hmm. And he just kept batting average high, high, high. And, yeah, he's... Finally, uh, you know, water finds its level when you're talking right. about Major League Baseball players. Uh, you know, Casey Schmidt came up, and he was red hot, but he's cooled off. So it's like, okay, what what Casey Schmidt is the one we should be expecting over the next several years? The guy who's been hurt that I think, though, is going to be a stud for them is Marco Luciano. And I think they have been grooming. I think that's a big reason why they signed Brandon Belt to that deal when they did off, you know, Belt obviously was having, not Brandon Belt, excuse me, Brandon Crawford. Uh, he was having a great year in 21 when they gave him that extension. But I think they're like, okay, can we just get you to bridge the gap for two more years? And I also think it's why they didn't go out and get a shortstop because that's at the trade deadline. You heard like, man, the Giants really need to shore up the shortstop well, the Young's position. on the phone, but yeah. you're right, you're right. No, but and I think they, I think Luciano's your starting shortstop next year probably, right? You know, yeah, yeah, that would be the hope. You know what no one talks about? when they talk about that 107-win season, and you just kind of touched on it, to me it's crystal clear that you had the pandemic year and you had a 60-game season. The next year, you had some of your veterans, Posey, Crawford, Belt. They didn't have to play a full season the year before. Well, Posey didn't play it all the year before, Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, right. And they went off that year because they were so rested. Yes. No, they really did. And, I, you know, I've actually never thought of it from that perspective, but you're 100% correct. How could you not link the fact that it was, again, for Belt and Crawford, 60, for Posey, zero? Yeah, well-rested come that season. Yeah, because then you look at the next year. Crawford, I mean, just fell off of a cliff. Posey retires, and then Belt wasn't much last year either. And yeah, I think his better days are behind him, even in, you know, he's getting some playing time in Toronto this season. But yeah, 100%. That was just a product of, well, it matters, I guess. Is that like a great example of load management to the uh, max? (laughs) The pandemic. I hadn't thought of it that way. Yes. Yeah. So load management does work. We Mm -hmm. found out after all these years Mm -hmm. when it comes to vets, load management works. Yeah, but it is funny in baseball. We always want to, I'll speak for myself. I always want to watch a team for you know sometimes you watch a game in a uh, uh, you watch a team in a series mm-hmm. and they don't play well and there's just that temptation to go well pff, they're no good right and baseball doesn't work no. that way man it really doesn't I mean even the Dodgers you know prior to getting on their hot streak this year you know kind of like showing signs of being good but then you saw them where they had a couple losing streaks too where it's like ah oh, this is the team we expected with the losses in the off season that they had. And then all of a sudden, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman just like, okay, it's time to go off now. And it's an example of, I did not think the Dodgers would be here where they're at this year. I thought this was the Padres division. I'm like, you know what? Bob Melvin is there. Bob Melvin is the guy that's going to get that clubhouse in order. They went to the NLCS last year. They got better in the offseason. And man, they just took a crap. You, You can't. Is baseball harder to predict than football preseason? 
Because, hmm. yeah, you know, I, football I obviously so. has those teams that make the playoffs that just come out of nowhere, it seems like, every year You just well. have so many more moving parts. Right. Like you mentioned San Diego, and again, not that we're going to talk about the, you know, who's in the Padres <laughs> all show long, but the Padres lost last night in 10 innings to St. Louis 6-5. to five. The Padres have not won an extra inning game all year. That's bad. Everybody wins extra inning games. Yeah, at just least by, once you know, or the twice. The ball bounces your way. Everybody's right. like, hey, we won. They haven't won an extra inning game all year. Bad. That is yeah. insane. Which is and bad luck. It also takes a toll on you. By the way, and we're talking about predicting and looking at a team, you know, series by series. Who would have thought the Cardinals would be what they were this right. year as well? Right, and the Yankees. The Mets. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, again, you can't predict it. You can't predict it off of one series. You can't predict it off half a season. Okay, but I'm going to ask you to predict it because as of right now, the Giants, if the playoffs started today, let me check, they don't. But if they did, the Giants would be in. Are they going to make the postseason? I think so. Based off of, I think they're going to get just enough help back as long as Yastrzemski can stay healthy in September. Hanniger being back, I think, matters a lot because when Mitch Hanniger is healthy, he's a great bat to have in the lineup. If they can get everybody healthy in that lineup, start producing a little more at the plate, I think they'll be able to ride this weird pitching platoon and all this weird stuff that they've done with their pitching staff. It seems I, weird to traditionalists, but I think they all understand it. For sure. And there is a sense of order there. No, there is definitely a sense of order. They know what it is. You have, up until, I would say, the last couple of weeks, a guy that looked like the best closer in baseball. Though, um, yeah, there's been a struggle there. But, yeah, I, I think I – don't, I don't buy the Reds. I think they're just a little too young. And I think they are a great story that will be – I'm more interested in what they'll do next season. I'm being honest, and I haven't bought the Diamondbacks all year. And I don't buy the Diamondbacks now. I think the Giants have a better roster. I think the Giants squeak in as the sixth seed. I think the Giants have after the Reds today. I think they have a four-gamer with the Padres. Yep. And I think this is a good time to catch a Padre team that right now mm-hmm. is just like, all right, we give up. Well, <laughs> yeah, no. and that's the, But the Padres have had this like defeated attitude, it feels like, all year. Like, I know you you pay more attention to the Padres than I do. Is it just, like, a mesh of guys that don't get along and that clubhouse is just kind of... I don't know if it's that so much as they just they haven't hit and the bullpen has been bad and continues to let them down, and it gives the appearance... You know, when teams don't play well, it looks like they're not trying sometimes. Right. And sometimes not. No, they're trying. Mm-hmm. They're just not they're just playing not making very it well. If you were a millionaire living in San Diego, would you want to play baseball? That's a good point. I always said I could have never gone to college in San Diego for the obvious reasons. Yeah, no, if I'm you making... You played just enough to make sure you got your money. And exactly. Then, exactly. And no more. <laughs> yes. No, I, I I think Chris brings up an excellent point, man. It's like, man, I'm a millionaire in, well, one of the nicest cities in America to be a millionaire in. Yeah, no. Probably a little more relaxed-minded if you get where I'm going with that. <laughs> yeah. They also have, like, six guys who play every, every day. Yeah. And, you know, and they're older guys. And they mm-hmm. get a lot of money, but still... You can't do, do that in baseball. No, you no can't. No matter who you are. No, guys need a break here. Yeah. There, as we just yeah. exampled with the... roster's the... kind of thin. Yeah, but it's top-heavy. You heavy. can't do that. It is. It is. But, yeah, all of a sudden the Giants went from, oh, man, this team. When are they going to get rid of Farhan? And now it's like, hey, look at this. And it's legit. There's legitimate energy uh, as far as that goes for what that's Far- worth at least the last couple nights. Farhan has a, I know it's a club option for next year. Do you think he gets an extension in the offseason at this point? I would be willing to bet a lot <laughs> of Christopher Lodd's money that he does. Uh, me too. Christopher Lodd's money. Not mine, but yes. definitely Christopher Lodd's money. Yeah, because for all the complaints from fans, I think he's doing exactly what he was hired to do, which is be competitive uh, on a budget. Yeah, and if you look at the schedule again, so as you illuminated, there's four against the Padres. The big series is after that, three against the Cubs. If you can put some distance between the Cubs, who are also trying to get into that last wild card spot, 
then you got three against the Rockies and three against the Guardians, and then four against the Rockies. Mm-hmm. So if you can, if you're sitting, where are those though? Because you uh, know they, you never know what's going to happen. No, first, uh, so the first series is in San Francisco. It's a three gamer with the Rockies. Then they're playing at home against the Guardians, and then they go to Coors for four. Yeah. And then they got two with the Diamondbacks. Rockies are better. They're always better at home. And you never know what's going to happen there. In fact, you never know who's going to run on the field or what. <laughs> right? That's a scary situation. It was. Yeah. Weird situation, too. Super weird. Of all places, too. Denver? Mm-hmm. Actually, I take that back. They have some legalities <laughs> there that make that make more sense. I'll leave, I'll leave that one alone. Yeah. So, the Giants are making uh, baseball interesting again for those who care. But most people are thinking more about the National Football League. Dun, 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 dun. Getting close. We're getting close. But it feels like it's so far still. <sighs> yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> opening day of the NFL season is Christmas, and right now it's what? It's like the day after Thanksgiving or something. No, it's past that. Like, we're done with any Black Friday deals. It's like... Do we have the decorations up yet? The decorations go up in October at this point, so they've been up. <laughs> Seriously, uh, you go into Walmart now, there's already Christmas stuff. The That's pumpin, what the pumpkin is starting to go ripe. Yeah, yeah, it's starting to rot a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, when is too early to put your decorations up? Because I have a contest with Skip, my neighbor. And to me, last year, he put them up, I think, before Thanksgiving. It's like, no, that, that doesn't count. Ooh, I, I'm that, with I'm you. waving that off. I've always been a big, decorations can go up December 1st. See, I think the day after Thanksgiving, maybe Thanksgiving, but before Thanksgiving, is like, that just doesn't count, Skip. No, Skip's cheating. Skip's a got trophy. a head start. The trophy goes to the loser, loser. though, and I, I said, all right, whatever, I'll take oh, it. Oh, you have the loser trophy? I have the loser trophy. Okay, we're going to have to workshop something to get <laughs> to get you off of that thing. Well, I could put up the decorations this weekend. And, uh-huh. What if How you make that? your house Christmas Halloween themed? I'll consider it. Okay. I like it. Uh, coming up next, Trey Lance speaks, and Jimmy speaks some more. It's Whitey and Watkins. Jamar's in for Waddy today. Has anyone ever called him Waddy? Yeah, just now. <laughs> Actually, I think he said that someone in his family called him that. Really? I think so. Maybe we'll try that see if that's Why do I feel like he wouldn't be a fan? I don't think he would be. (laughs) We'll find out today when he comes in later. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whitey and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. At your desk, on your phone, in the car. Whitey and Watkins. Uh, who are we fooling? We've got Jamar's in for Chris Watkins today. Chris is better. Should be in this afternoon. But here we are. We're getting ready to talk more about the 49ers. But Jamar's and I, we want to talk about JaVale McKee. <laughs> and we will. The man who will lead the Kings to the NBA Finals is out there. Huh. And they're interested. We just happen to be throwing around uh, birthdays because I today's Robert Parrish's birthday. Yes, happy 70th, 70th to the Chief. Okay. Um... Are the Kings interested in him? If, um, anybody who ever had anything to do with the center position I, in NBA history is getting a call. I feel like they've che- I feel like they've checked in with Chief at least twice. Sure. What are you doing? How you feeling? Yeah. Uh-huh. You got number 22 season in you. You want to tie Vince Carter? He broke your record. What is it that they're looking for? Defense, I think. Defense. Chief was a good defender, man. Oh, I know. Leadership really qualities. Player. Yeah, nine-time All-Star. I'm saying. That might be the guy. That was um, not a good trade that the Golden State Warriors made. No, one of the worst trades in NBA history, because not only do you get off of Robert Parrish, who goes on to make nine all-star teams in Boston, uh, that Kevin McHale kid was pretty good, too, yes. that they used that pick on. Yes, so, yeah, Robert Parrish and the pick that became McHale for Joe Barry Carroll. And I think they got a guy back by the name of Ricky Brown, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so. Yeah, not Ricky Barry. No. Or not Rick, Rick Barry, excuse me. No. Yeah, Rick Brown, different. Yeah. 
Didn't work out too well for Joe the Joe Barry Carroll did make an all-star team one year. He was, <laughs> well, he's kind of like what you're saying guys in San Diego are probably like. Joe Barry Carroll was a really skilled player, and he just, and that's the way some people are. You can't blame him. It's like, I play basketball for a living. I don't, it's, I don't like it that much. I like but I make a lot of. Yeah, I love the lifestyle. I can make a lot of money doing it, and I'm pretty good at it. But if you're somebody who's in charge of putting together a roster for a pro, a pro sports team, you've got to find those guys that, you know, maybe it's it's not even entirely healthy, but the guys that need to win. Yes. The, right? Uh, the, I like to call it the Mamba mentality. You may have heard of it. It's mm-hmm. those guys that... It's like they don't even need to win so much. It's just like they despise losing so much that winning is secondary to not losing. Those yeah. are the guys I want on my roster. Yeah, it's just like losing. I, no, that's not acceptable. Another, right. And you can't blame them. Like I say, some people are like, I, I like to play, but yeah, I mean, if we lose, uh, okay, it, I'll deal with it. And I was telling you during the break, I went down I, for whatever. I can't even remember why. I went down like a Robert Parrish rabbit hole last week and found an interview of him talking about going from Golden State to Boston. Wait, time out, if I may. A yeah. 20. You went down a Robert Parrish rabbit hole? Yeah. Some, why, why? I don't, I told you, I don't remember why. I just know that. You have I, to know how crazy you sound right yeah, now. Yeah, I understand it, but I'm open about it. At least I don't try to hide it. Yeah, well, I, I mean, probably spent it. on the internet yes. and then Robert Parrish pops up like, hey, I wonder. I was, I want to say it had something to do with seeing Vince Carter getting 22 seasons. I'm like, well, how many did Parrish have? I went to Robert Parrish on week one. 21, okay. and I went to Robert Parrish's Wikipedia, and it was a wrap from there. I was going down Robert Parrish Lane, and he had mentioned just going from Golden State to Boston. It's like, I couldn't win in Golden State because nobody cared about winning. And it's like, you get to Boston, that's the only thing they cared about, and that's why he was able to flourish there. It's like, And we talk about that. We've talked about that the Kings for years. It's just getting in that environment where it's like winning is the only thing that matters. Screw your individual statistics. We went. We come here to win championships. He goes. Nobody in Golden State had that mentality when I was there. Hmm. Yeah. Even Rick Barry was a great player, but he had that episode in the 1976 Conference Finals where they're about to advance, and they would have played Boston, and their home fourth quarter uh, Western Conference Finals against the uh, the uh, Suns. Pardon me. Rick Barry, like he's like pouting, like he didn't want the ball. It was the weirdest thing. He was mad that he wasn't getting enough shots or something, and then he would pass up shots. It was one of the strangest things I've ever seen in my life. He was uh, he was upset about something, but a guy who really at that point wanted to win. And look, he was a great player. He's underrated, but he at that point maybe this is something part of what Robert Paris was talking about. Although I don't think he was there yet, it was like there was something more important than winning. Yeah, and was it proving a point? Like you guys aren't I, getting me enough I shots. I think so. Do you think he does that if they don't win the title the year before? Yeah, probably He not. had a ring in his back pocket right, already. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and now I'm going to prove a point. You should be doing more for me, and I'm going to show you why I'm the most important player on this team. You know, what we're talking about really is, it's kind of a buzzword, an umbrella term, but culture. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that Jimmy Garoppolo did for the 49ers that was underappreciated. I know Jimmy spoke yesterday uh, to Sports Illustrated. Here's what Jimmy, by the way, had to say about the Trey Lance Strait and the 49er situation overall with quarterbacks. Uh, you know, weird situation. Been a lot of weird situations over there in San Francisco. Uh, just to leave it at that. But, uh, you know, I'm happy Trey got another shot, man. Happy he's getting to Dallas, gets another opportunity. Uh, hopefully things work out there. But, you know, this, this is a weird league. Everyone has a different story, how they get to places, uh, myself included in that. Just, it's never a straight line. There's always going to be uh, bumps in the road, some things you got to overcome. And, I think Trey's made of the right stuff. He's a good dude. Love that guy. He's a brother to me, so I'm always pulling for him. 
See, I didn't even know Jimmy Garoppolo played keyboards, but that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, right? that, that was is pretty Jimmy. good. No, one hundred talking. Yeah, and definitely something the Niners didn't appreciate about him, if <laughs> I may say so myself. Going here's where I think they'll miss Jimmy. What Jimmy did there, and obviously he fell out of favor with Kyle Shanahan, and he went through you know your bench, or you have the coach saying less and glowing things about you. But every time they needed him to play, he played hard, and they rallied around him. He didn't always play great. He threw interceptions. He got hurt. But I really think that set a tone for that team. Everybody else on that team looking at that going, man, the, Jimmy's not perfect, but they're <laughs> wow, the way he's being treated. And yet, when he plays, he doesn't care about all that. Right. So let's win. Yeah, no, and that was, to your point, Jimmy was that guy. Jimmy had the right mentality. I didn't like Jimmy on the field. I'll just be 100% honest. I always like Jimmy Garoppolo, the person. He always says the right thing. And you see it in like interviews like this, right? He's still very classy. I mean, I'm sure there is so much that went on in conversation behind the scenes that we don't know about. And he could trash the organization on the way out. We've seen guys do that before, but that's just not his style. Um, I don't think he's going to be super successful just because he's playing for the Raiders. And I, you know, you talk about culture and environment. That's just not the culture yeah. and environment to be able to succeed in. But it, it does raise the question then, do you think that they would have been better off because of that leadership? And now with everything they've put around him, like, you know what? Jimmy could have got them and won a Super Bowl this year. Is he that good of a quarterback to do that with um, what they have around him now? They, Yeah, they came so close. I think two things ultimately spelled doom for Jimmy. One was just how much money they had to pay him, and you couldn't pay him and keep the team together. Right. And the other one was he just kept getting hurt. He kept getting hurt. He also, and I, I think this is a Kyle Shanahan thing, too is it's very clear when you watch Brock Purdy, right? Brock Purdy, he progresses really well. Gets the ball oh, you're out right. quickly. There, makes there's good the football decisions. part of it, too. And, and that's, the, that's the thing I think people kind of underestimated when you talk about Jimmy Garoppolo's record, and everyone's like, well, he, the guy wins, right? But how many of those games were won off of Robbie Gold's leg or the defense just mm-hmm. keeping the uh, opposing offense under enough points that the 49ers could squeak by? Because it's not like Jimmy was this juggernaut offensive quarterback. You know, he struggled to get the ball downfield. And he really struggled with those progressions, man. If that first read wasn't there, it took him a while. And, you know, you'd see him end up on the ground a lot because of it. Yep, you're right. One thing that made him a really good fit for the offense, though, was if that first read was there, oh. Jimmy got the ball out quick. Like lightning. Yep. And that was a, that's a really important part of that offense. So I wonder if Kyle is ever going to find his guy. I think John Lynch was the one that brought Jimmy in. It's like, he's the guy. You know, it took them forever before Kyle felt like Jimmy could play. And then he never was totally satisfied with him. Was that Jimmy or is there something about Kyle where he's never going to find his guy? I think we'll get a big part of that answer this year. Yeah, no, definitely. It, it feels like Brock Purdy is his guy. But you mentioned Jimmy not being the guy. I kind of felt the same way about Trey Lance. By the yep, end there, it, to me, it felt like yes. Trey Lance was more of a John Lynch guy. And once he didn't perform to Kyle's expectations, it was very easy for Kyle to just kind of leave him on the side. Mm-hmm. By the way, uh, Trey Lance spoke with reporters yesterday. As far as the trade goes, not how I think a lot of people expected it to go, but I believe that everything happens for a reason. The reason was you weren't very good. Uh, I think I'm here for a reason. The reason was you weren't very good, San Francisco. But he says, uh, I really tried to not expect anything one way or the other, but I can say that when I heard Cowboys, I had a big smile on my face. Oh, A yeah. uh, little bit surreal for me hearing I was going to come here knowing everything about this historic organization. Uh, did you happen to see what Steve Young said about the whole thing? I did not. Steve Young said, I have 
PSD. I, 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 PSD. I don't believe in ever trading anything to the Cowboys. I remember Charles Haley. So, <laughs> yeah, no, that was uh, that didn't work out very well for the 49ers. I'm with you though, and I think I don't. I if I had to bet, which I'm not a betting man, 1-800 gambler, I don't think Trey Lance sees much time in Dallas this year or at all. Mm-hmm. Period. So I'm not like too much, but I have had that go through my mind of, okay, Dakota goes down, and then yeah, Cooper Rush goes down. Trey Lance out of nowhere becomes the guy that beats the 49ers in the playoffs. Oh, my. I, I've had that PTSD happen. Yeah, thank you. I misspoke yes, on fine. that thing. PTSD, post-traumatic stress, stress disorder. disorder. Yeah, thank you for sitting straight on that. Coming up next, uh, did the 49ers do anything significant on cutdown day? Did anybody? That's next year. Jay Mars and Whitey Sackdown Sports. Chris Watkins feeling much better. He'll be along this afternoon. He's going to be hosting 2-6 to six with Gary Sharp. So I got Jay Mars with me today. Hello, and thanks for helping me out with the term PTSD. I appreciate You're welcome. That. Am I a consolation prize? Do I even get the name, the prize word next to me? Like, what am I? We're um, all part of the same miracle. That's it. I'll yeah. take that. You're our <laughs> superstar guest today. Awesome. Uh-huh. Heck yeah. Yes. So can I change my Twitter profile to superstar guest, Jay Mars? I'm stunned that you <laughs> haven't already done that. Well, I just got, you know, awarded the name. So I'm, I'm, I, I was assumed. I assumed you knew no, that. No, I, I assume nothing. <laughs> You've been a sports fan a long time, I assume, if I may make that, that assumption. That is a correct assumption. Have you ever seen an NFL cutdown day like yesterday where – um, waivers in baseball and basketball were more significant than anything that happened on NFL Cutdown Day. What was the most significant cut? Was it Billy Zap in uh, New England? Is that probably it? I think it was. Because <laughs> I, yeah, I was with you. I'm like, I'm waiting for the Niners cuts to come out. And I'm like, oh, this isn't. This isn't. There's no fodder here for us to talk about tomorrow. Yeah, no, it was really boring. Mm-hmm. I think of all the cuts made yesterday, the. Uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim of the U.S. <laughs> made the most significant, right? Of yes. all of the cuts yesterday. Six and then, guys. And then, Some pretty good players. Yeah, Lucas Giolito, who they uh, was supposed to be their big acquisition to help keep Shohei here in that playoff push. Mm-hmm. Hunter Renfro. Yeah. I think Randall Grichuk. Yep. No, there's six guys that they cut yesterday. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I even saw someone float out the idea that, like, hey, should Major League Baseball step in? Because these there's guys here that could impact the playoff race. And then we'll know where, if anywhere, they're going tomorrow. And Brody Brazil, the great Brody Brazil, pointed out that, in theory, the A's could take all these guys. They could. They could pick up every one of them. Yeah. Because they would have first shot at them, but according to the waiver process. They would have to pay them, right? Yeah, uh, though that's but prorated go- for, yeah. you know. <laughs> that's still too much. Another month, whatever it is. Yeah, that's a lot to put on that payroll. You know, they're losing $40 million this year. Yeah, hey, <laughs> I'm I'm writing the checks. Trust me. I know where the money goes. <laughs> yeah, right to your bank account. <laughs> and then the JaVale McGee situation as well. Oh, man. Boy, I, is it? I always wonder this if it's just because we're so focused on, like, the Kings fan base, for instance, because as Kings fans, as guys covering the team, is there a fan base that gets and gets more made out of a 35-year-old journeyman center getting let go and him possibly being on the roster? Like, no, I feel like I, there's a lot being made of that that I'm like, okay. <laughs> I think it's always been that way here. Going back to when the Kings first came here in 85, anybody who had anything to do with the Kings was, you know, wow, 
basketball player. The Kings got to add this guy, that guy. I think we've always been fascinated with every last spot on the roster, other than those few periods where, you know, it was so dreadful that mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of interest. Yeah, I remember um, growing up, my my dad is from the L.A. area, so when the Kings signed Kurt Rambis, that was like a big deal in our house. Like, Kurt Rambis of the Showtime NBA champion yep. Los Angeles Lakers. It's going to be donning a Sacramento Kings jersey. That was around the same time I asked him, too, like, well, Dad, why don't Kings trade Kurt Rambis for Michael Jordan? I thought I came up with a good trade. He then explained to me why, and I didn't believe it. I still think my trade would have been beneficial for the yeah. Chicago Bulls. In the early, early days of the Kings, you'd get calls on the you know, sports talk, which wasn't the station at the time, but uh, you'd have calls like, I don't know why the Kings don't trade Michael Jackson and Ben Guillory and get Akeem Olajuwon. Yeah, that would have been like, a good yeah, deal. That No one would do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. We call those now 2K trades where you can override the computer just to get whoever you mm-hmm, want on the mm-hmm. roster. Yeah, it's funny. Actually, my first on-air shift here, like no joke, I have the text line up. First thing that pops up, have the Kings considered trading Willie Cauley-Stein for LeBron? I'm like, they've probably considered it. I just don't think Cleveland has. <laughs> My favorite proposed trade on the station was Shaquille O'Neal for Chris Webber, straight up. Oh. Really? Oh. Someone's... I'm, I'm surprised uh, Petrie didn't make that I, didn't make that call. I can't believe that either. I'm surprised that it was... I think Jerry West was still running the Lakers at the time didn't make that call. Hmm. <laughs> Were you surprised by as much um, interest as there, as there was in, uh, in Keta coming back? I mean, people were excited about that. I mean, it's Kata's back. Whoa, hey, I didn't think he would be. I think there's still that when you get, and it's just like, it's almost a sickness in this city, is you hear what these guys could be, right? Like when they drafted Nimi Kata, it's like, oh my God, this guy is massive. He blocked how many shots a game at Utah State? Like, you know, he can really develop into somebody. And yeah, there was just this, and then you watch him play and... You know, he was second in G League MVP voting last year. Like, they really got somebody here. And I'm just like, eh, okay. Like, I don't even think he makes the roster if I'm being 100% honest. It's a good thing, though, because it's a reflection of the only game in town syndrome. Oh, it really is. And it's like you over-evaluate. I mean, there has been guys over the years that we're kind of talking about where it's just like they're not getting playing time and there there are pockets of the fan base that equate the idea of, you know, this team would win if Kyle Guy got 30 minutes a game. And it's like, it's a real, it's a sickness. And to your point, I think it's only team in town sickness. As a proud Sacramentan, I think we as a community see all the blemishes when they're on the team Mm -hmm. and then all the bright spots when there's talk about them leaving or when they actually do leave. Yes, exactly. It's just like we blame the organization that, it's the organization's fault that we saw the blemishes and not the bright spots. Like, Ben McLemore was that. I I had Ben McLemore syndrome where I'm like, you know, the guy doesn't get any consistent playing time. I think he had four head coaches in four years. Like, this is the organization's fault. You know, then he goes to Memphis and Portland and L.A. And it's just like, like, The guy can't really shoot that well. Well, the shot looks good, but for whatever reason, it just never seems to go into the orange circle thing. I don't get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, no, Chris is exactly right on that. Uh, You're right. Bailey Zappi, probably (laughs) the biggest cut yesterday. The biggest cut of the week was probably Colt McCoy. Yeah. And that was earlier in the week, and that was a, wait, why would they do that? Oh, they're tanking. Yeah. I said, I don't know who had a worse day that day, Colt McCoy or Caleb Williams. 
Like, who had the worst day that day? Mm-hmm. Are you buying this, Caving for Caleb? Yes, we say what? That caving for Caleb is outstanding. <laughs> is it? It is. I appreciate Give yourself that. credit. You know, you're always beating yourself up, but you come up with some wonderful things. Crashing for Caleb, 100%. Let's yeah. do it. Caving. Caving. Yeah. You How about crashing. caving and crashing? Because this is pretty devastating. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was that was probably the the most significant uh, deal yesterday. The 49ers, by the way, today they found that one of the guys they cut that they you assume they would have wanted to bring back to the practice squad, he gone uh, because a couple guys have already been claimed on waivers. Keith Ismail and Ilm Manning, offensive lineman, claimed by the Cardinals. Okay, but undrafted rookie corner Deshaun Jameson scooped up by the Carolina Panthers. I was talking to Emil yesterday. I think he was a little surprised. Um, or maybe disappointed, if not surprised, that Deshaun Jameson didn't make the 53-man roster because he he played well at times this year. Yeah, no, he, secondary. He, he did look good in the secondary a little bit. How dramatic on a level of 1 to 10 was Emil about it? Because Emil can get pretty worked up when these guys get cut. He was, for Emil, he was probably a good 7. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. no, it's Just uh, the tone and right? the look on his face. Was it the somber tone or was it the I can't believe it tone? It was more like a this is not good tone. Oh you know? yeah, like, this is oh. gonna this is gonna end the Niners season. But like I say, just kind of kind of disappointed. I think what happened to Sean Jamison when he had a chance against Denver to return punts and that didn't go well. I think the writing was on the wall there. Yeah, no, for sure, because they definitely want somebody to do that. I, I now re- Ronnie Bell, baby. Ronnie Bell is an interesting case because man was a lot made about you know his teammates had his back. You saw him have those moments of the preseason where he looked really good. But, man, there was also a couple moments where you know, the ball went through his hands that led to interceptions. Now, I don't think the 49ers season depends on whether or not Ronnie Bell has a great year this year. Yeah, if he's playing wide receiver, you're yeah. already in trouble If anyway. he's your WR1, yeah. to your point, yeah. the season's already gone over. south. Yeah, so I don't make a big deal about the, you know, the 50, 51, 52, 53 guys on the roster. When it comes down to it, it's going to be, you know, the guys that they're paying all the money to is going to determine how they do. But I do like the story of Ronnie Bell, right? And it goes, and he was a seventh, sixth or seventh round pick. Uh, seventh. This is, I think, the third yeah. straight season a seventh round pick has made the uh, opening day roster, which is that's a cool. Mm-hmm. And it goes to it's weird. I was talking about this with Gary Sharp. If you uh, look, at, draft upside down. They exactly. If like if you were to grade how they are in the first round, Nick Bosa is the only thing that really and Brandon Ayuk, I guess, to a degree. Those are like the only good picks they've ever, like Blinch has ever really. Remember truly Trey made. Sermon, third round, he got cut yesterday. Yeah, the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Cameron Latu, third round pick, and he's kind of fortunate in a way, as odd as this sounds, that he got injured because otherwise he probably would have gotten cut. Right. And Moody was a third round pick, and he's on the team, but you know everyone's just kind of pretending everything's okay. Right. And then you get guys like Purdy, who's a seventh round pick. Um, Kittle was a fifth-round pick. I think Dre Greenlaw was a fifth-round pick, you know. Um, where – what – Fred Warner was a third or fourth-round pick. But when you look at Greenlaw, the, I think, was fifth. And yeah, a, Greenlaw was fifth. Yeah. It's Aziz like – Aziz Shire is not here anymore. He was a fifth, I think. Yeah, and then there was – there's one other person on the active roster that was a seventh-round pick as well the year before Purdy, and it's just like – can maybe just trade your first round picks for late and get all the late round picks? Like, because it's this, really weird. It is. It's strange. Would you rather have a guy that hits great in the first round or a guy that's way better second through seventh? The I'd way you rather have, to have build. a guy who hits in the first round because that's where the better players are. 
Allegedly. Right? <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you if know? you're hitting on there, supposedly and, you're getting good players. And it's not just the misses. It's the level of misses. It's like, oh, we're going to draft Solomon Thomas when Patrick Mahomes is still available. Uh, on <laughs> the YouTube chat here, fans underscore only. I don't think he likes what I'm saying about Jimmy. Jimmy can play. Jimmy's a guy. Jimmy gets the ball out fast. I think he's being sarcastic. No. <laughs> you sarcastic? No, you were right. Jimmy, when Jimmy yeah. sees his first read, he gets the ball out fast. Yeah. Kyle said Jimmy can throw the ball real far. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle said we could win with Jimmy. You could tell. It was so funny when Kyle was trying to talk up Jimmy because he's a guy who doesn't believe he's good enough, but right. he couldn't say that. <laughs> also, be like, I've said we've won with Jimmy. Jimmy uh, can throw the Yeah, but. Jimmy can throw the ball real far. We're never going to call a go route while he's the quarterback because he can't yeah. throw it past I mean, 20 it's yards. It's so funny to watch Kyle try to do that exercise. James Knight says Trey has that athlete speak down. His whole interview was cliches. Yeah, he didn't say much. That's one thing he might have learned from Jimmy. Yeah, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Uh, Manny, too legit. Question on JaVale. His mom not coming, too. Lots of, you know, Pam McGee comments, former Monarchs. Yes. Yeah. No, I don't I don't think they're a package deal, although I'm sure she would show up at Golden One Center to cheer on her son. Uh, maybe sit next to Carmichael Dave courtside, enjoy some popcorn and brownies. What do you mm-hmm. think about that? Um, that sounds very enjoyable, <laughs> except for the part about sitting next to Carmichael yeah. Dave. Yeah. And then Pike916 with a great answer to your question. He says, I'd rather hit on late picks, cost less in the long run. If a top pick hits, they want all the team's money. Well, I mean, could you build this roster the way you've built it if you're, you know, I believe Brock Purdy makes $17 an hour this year? Just saying. Mm-hmm. That works. That was a whole plan. That's why they picked Trey, you know. Yeah. That's what they said. We wanted a rookie quarterback so we could keep our team together. They just picked the wrong guy. Yeah, and yeah, then you the know, wrong year to do that. Brock Purdy happened to fall in their lap. That's the thing that that pick saved that front office. It sure did, and it fell right in their lap. It saved them if he is the guy, and we'll right. find out. Uh, speaking of Trey Lance, he is not the guy Dak should be worried about. Tell you who is next year. It's Jay Mars and Whitey. This is Whitey and Watkins on Sacktown Sports. Whitey and Watkins now on YouTube. Search Sacktown Sports and watch the show from your desk. Whitey and Watkins, where's Watkins? Where's Watkins been? Is he under the wet blanket? <laughs> <laughs> on a wet blanket Wednesday, today would be the day, but he should be back this afternoon. And uh, we're excited about having him back this afternoon. He'll be on with Gary Sharp. So, Whitey Gleason and our special super guest star, Jamar. That's me. Yeah. He needs kind of the ego stroke. There. Yeah, just a little bit. You're doing super gr- <laughs> duper guest star. Sensation. I was going to make, I was going to say something and then I thought better of it because Chris would have cut it up and used it over my head forever. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, you wouldn't just do that. Get, no, you're he right. Do Not that. Chris. <laughs> uh, on the YouTube chat again, thank you for being with us. You can also you can give us a call. Texas 339 Fans underscore only says Purdy is a man of the people. Russell says it's going to be a bummer when the Niners realize Purdy isn't good. Russell? Which fans only uh, <laughs> response, Purdy is solid. Hard to see him not succeed with this team. Russell is, you think Chris Watkins is a wet blanket? <laughs> I like Russell. I enjoy Russell. Thanks for being in the chat. I think Russell stays for all three shows. Russell is, it, Russell. Russell is the wet blanket. If you have a just whatever the normal take is, he's going to cut and crap all over it. That's his gig. Big soccer guy, Russell. Think he knows what he's doing? Yeah. Gets his wheels yeah. spinning? Yeah, I think Russell knows what he's doing. I, I will say this. Uh, there's been some talk of, wow, now the Cowboys have Trey Lance, 
maybe with Dak in the last year of his contract, maybe Trey supplants him. Ooh, and they didn't talk to Dak about it. I don't think there's any way, at least not through this year, there is no way, in my opinion, that right now Trey poses any kind of threat to Dak. Can I, None. Can, can I go even higher than that? I don't think Trey posts a threat to Cooper Rush. Like, Cooper Rush, and remember, Jared Jones said last year, we got two starting quarterbacks That's on right. our team. Mm-hmm. We got two of them. It could be uh, it could be Dakota or it could be Cooper. You know, and Cooper's shown he, he can be a starting quarterback in this league. No, there's no way in the world. Time out. Yep. Uh, Verlod, <laughs> how many, one to ten, how many stars for his Jerry Jones? Ten is like, great. I'll give a six. That's pretty good. Wow, really? <laughs> I was hoping for a seven. I was hoping for a C. Or Carter. Very tough judge. All right, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get sub five. I'm gonna get my Jerry up to a seven before the show's over. That's my goal now. Okay. All right. And I apologize. I I interrupted you. Oh no. You know who else played really well for the Cowboys in his final game? There was Will Greer. Yeah, I I was like. Because I thought I'm like, wait, are the are the Cowboys going to carry four? You know, one on the practice squad, but they let Will Greer go. For Trey, and I think and, the Bengals just picked him up, and he's going to their practice squad. Yeah, that which is again. I, I love Will Greer. I've always loved Will Greer. Big Will Greer guy. Do you have, his, jer- do you have his jersey? Not yet. Then you don't love him. Yet. You like him. <laughs> Hasn't arrived yet. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was interesting. It was, it was almost just like they made this trade. I saw and I saw this on um, Twitter X. It was basically someone equated it to like the Cowboys made this trade like they walked into Costco and bought something they didn't need, but they saw it was 90% off. So it's like, oh, sure, just can't pass up on the deal. Yeah, I think there's a lot of truth to that. Somebody said, look, Jerry Jones looked at it and said, all right, a fourth round pick. Well, if we were drafting and it was a fourth round and Trey Lance was there, would we take him? Yeah, so we'll just trade a fourth (laughs) round pick for him. Yeah, that's easy. And oh, by the way, I guess see myself in the headlines. I get to go on my radio program. Oh, I go on is the, it going the, up the, or going down there? I get to go on the television. Four. I, I get it. Oh, jeez. All right. I'm about to workshop this That's, during the break. It's a little more Bobby Boucher than. Oh, uh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had a feeling from the look on his face when you started, like, oh, it's not going well. You know what, though? I, he's right. That is not as good. I think there's a little too much charisma in that impersonation yeah. of Jerry. That's my fault. Yeah. Uh, I got to work on that. I'm not even going to try now. Why do you, I think you do a very good job of making him sound real relaxed. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that, Chris Verlaude. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yours is better than mine. I'm not trying anymore. Yours is way better than mine. Uh, I'm afraid to dust it off here. Nah, dust, dust it off. Verlaude. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm with you. I, Trey Lance, I, I don't see how, to be frank, he's in a better situation other than He's someplace else, and they want him. And clearly, the 49ers got to the point where they didn't want him anymore. They loved him, and they hadn't given up on him. And, oh, he can still be great, but we don't want him. So is he really in a better spot now? Well, let's take that emotionalness out of this, right? And you're just Trey Lance as a football player, and you have to evaluate this just from a football standpoint. Do you want to be third in San Francisco where there is a, a there is injury history there with legit every quarterback that plays, and it's like okay, you know, I'm third, but man, there's a chance I can play here on a you know Super Bowl caliber team, or I can go to Dallas, where man, it's likely that is Dakota and Cooper's squad. I'm not going to get any playing time, and I I think the 49ers have a better roster. Not that Dallas sucks. I feel like he was better off being third string in San Francisco. You are right, except for this. I don't think he was third string in San Francisco. Do you think they were going to cut him? I think he was number four. You think he'd have been practice squad or cut? I don't think they could have afforded to cut him because they would have had to pay him. It didn't make sense. I think they would have. 
I don't think they liked him as much as uh, Allen, Allen, but they I don't think they could have cut him. But I really do think that's where it was. I think he was fourth in Kyle's mind. So he would have been mentally fourth, but third on the actual depth uh, yeah. chart just for, for uh, financial purposes? I think so, yes. Wow. I think they would have moved Allen to the practice squad. Dangerous, because then someone could have plucked him off of there. I feel there is beef in the next several years, there's going to be a reality show about the quarterbacks that Kyle didn't like and get them all together in one house. Special uh, yes. season of quarterback yes. on real, Netflix. Real quarterbacks of the 49ers. Yes. Like, I feel like that should be a thing. I totally agree. <laughs> I would watch have, every episode. You have Jimmy, mm-hmm. you have uh, Trey Lance. One, someone on this roster currently will be cut, at thinking that Kyle had them as their guy. But I mean, just those two in general. Yeah, you start with like three of them, and then every so often, ding dong, who's yep. that? It's Brian Brandon. Hoyer, <laughs> Brian, special guest Brian Hoyer. Yeah, it's CJ Beathard, and he's in a body cast. You know, yeah, I still haven't recovered. From Nick all those Mullins, injuries. I was never the same after San Francisco. Poor Nick Mullins. Remember what happened to him uh, when Jimmy got hurt that that the pandemic year? Yeah, and right before he was starting, he played well against the Giants. Then he had a Sunday night game against the Eagles, and Kurt Warner went on TV and said. Nick Mullins going to make a lot of money this oh, yeah. year. And then he went out and had one of the worst games any quarterback I, has ever had. I think that was the same game where we christened the name Big Pick Nick. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. It was hard to watch. It was really I, bad. There's no one else there on the sideline except the guy on the other team. Nope. Nick. Nick. I think Nick got hurt that year before he let on. You know, eventually he needed surgery. Right. I think his arm was killing him most of the year, and they never said anything. That's the only explanation. For how bad he played. I'm happy he's still a backup in the league, though. Good for him. Good for him because you see it with, like, Brian Hoyer, man. Brian Hoyer's in, like, year, what, 17? Something crazy. Mm -hmm. I looked. I think Brian Hoyer's made something like $35 over his career. I may have heard you guys talk about that. That's not a bad gig to be a backup in $35 million later. Nick Mullen's story is a great story as long as he's not on your team. Right, or on the field. (laughs) Coming up next, we've got an NFL writer who went ahead and predicted the outcome of every NFL game this year. I don't know why you do that, but he did it. And if he's right, 49ers have nothing to worry about. That's next with Whitey and Jamar, Sacktown Sports.